Hello and welcome to Superhuman Women, your monthly dose of insight from Superhuman, the strategic marketing agency that helps brands to connect to women. Each month we focus on a different female focused topic and this month is a topic that is very close to my heart, wellness. Looking after your physical, mental or spiritual well-being is definitely a priority for women and as we've seen in our research is particularly important for women over 40. But this comes at a cost and for many women a sense of frustration as this generation is a generation who is stretched in every single direction, juggling multiple priorities and all sorts of responsibilities from children, work, career, home life and caring for parents, just to name a few. It can make it incredibly difficult to stay on track with any wellness goals or habits when you're firefighting in every direction. Today's superhuman woman is Renee Elliott. Renee is someone who knows the pressures that we all face when it comes to wellness and has created not one, but two successful businesses that address this tension. The first of these is Planet Organic, the first upmarket organic supermarket in the UK, and now more recently with the creation of Beluga Bean, an academy for women who, that offers positive, effective and powerful coaching courses that help you live a thoughtful, abundant and vibrant life. Renee, hello. It's great to see you. Hi, thank you. <laughs> um, at this time of year, we are absolutely surrounded by uh, all of these detox messages. New year, new you, all of that nonsense. It can be really overwhelming. Let's start off by talking about how you filter out all of these messages and focus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only do what I want to do. But I don't, I don't really get or follow the detox in January idea. Mm -hmm. Because we are still in the deep of winter. And if you follow seasonality and you look at the rhythm of the earth, it's a time to eat deep stews made of root vegetables that, that carry the energy from the earth to sustain you through the winter months. We're not in the spring yet. Spring is a time for detox when salads and things that are starting to grow and asparagus and all that are detox foods right. and the world is becoming lighter and warmer. So for me, it's not a detox time. It's a time to snuggle in eat these hearty stews and take it easy because it's a, not a happy time with so little sun <laughs> and so much gray. So take care of yourself and find things that make you happy. That's what I do through these months. Yeah, yeah. And, and your business, Beluga Bean, I mean, you're coming into contact with lots of women who are facing all sorts of challenges. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about that? It started really with mentoring I was doing for women launching their own businesses. And that mentoring on the business side started to involve some personal mentoring because they wanted support in all kinds of areas yeah. around nutrition, around children, around um, maybe their relationships. So it had a broader focus anyway, as women have those conversations and are willing to talk about it. And then I wanted to work with groups of women and take it to the next level. And I partnered with Sam Wigan, who's my mm -hmm. business partner, who brings a lot of the personal development work in. The one course, which is launched, which is now for groups of women wanting to launch a business, turned into an academy because there are so many other courses we'd like to offer. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's where there's a need for learning and knowledge that women don't have, that we are not taught at school mm -hmm. or necessarily by our parents, where if you want to live a very full and easy and joyful life, yeah. you need to know this stuff. So for example, there's Launch, which is launching a business. There is Nest, which is taking women through the end of their pregnancy and into early motherhood mm -hmm. and teaching them to create the support around them so they don't go into postpartum depression because Amazing. that should not be the norm. Um, Connect launches in February and that's gathering groups of women over breakfast to meet and talk about real issues. There will be a theme, so it may be communication or relationships and other subjects where, you know, you didn't learn this at school, but if you want to feed your kids, feed yourself, 
have open, honest, real communication that helps you through yeah. marriage and work relationships because these yeah. things are not easy. These are the courses that support you. I mean, and thinking about, I mean, the time of year and the women that you're speaking to, what kind of messages are you do you deliver to them around well, January, all of this pressure of resolutions? Yes, it's pressure. And what I find I have been saying this month to people is because I'm hearing about serious resolutions, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, five <laughs> things or three things or, and I say, how about just have more fun? How about find ways to have fun in everything you do, in your work, in your marriage, in your family, in your spare time, on the weekend, instead of just working and trying to stay on top of those emails. I always say take Sundays off because everything never gets done. Mm -hmm. So take a day. So that one is around play and fun. The other is not to put pressure on yourself. Women often try and take everything on. Mm. And because we're caretakers, it's easy to do because there's always so much to do. (laughs) So it's about saying, look, there's no rush. You know, how old are you? What are you trying to achieve? How much time do you have? Why don't you take a breath and just slow it down? Because it's not about any end point. It's about today. Yeah. It's about the journey. If you're not having fun in the journey, then what's the point? Yeah. So trying to tell women to sit back and look at the broader picture in order to move forward more thoughtfully, more slowly, more creatively is another big one. Yeah. I'm really interested in your um, experience, both personally and professionally around wellness. And I want to, if it's okay, I'd like, love to talk through that journey. How did you become interested in it and, and how did it end up being Planet Organic? <laughs> okay, to make a long story short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, my mom was an incredible cook and my dad always had a massive vegetable garden, like 30 feet square that we kids had to plant and weed and prune and pick. So there was always that food as very important and every meal we ate together and every celebration in the family was around a big food celebration. But it really hit me when I was 19 and I was at university and I was doing, um, I was an English major, but I had a minor in nutrition and I was studying aging and putting together the link between old age and those awful diseases that strike down people and how those diseases start in our formative years and now in utero. Mm. So I thought, wow, it's a, it's a long journey and it's, it's important. So I, I was studying nutrition then and really looking at food and I had read a book about the beef industry in America which horrified me <laughs> because it, the meat looks so nice in those little packages in the supermarket and when my mom you know, used to cook it up and serve it. So when I read this book called Diet for a Small Planet, I became a vegetarian at 19. Right. So it was very impactful. I'm a passionate person and I don't do anything by abs. That interest in food and health carried on. I worked in the wine trade for a while. I didn't know what I wanted to do and saw, you know, glamorous fun, but don't really want to dedicate my life to what is essentially not that great for us. Mm -hmm. And then I did a course... I guess it was 1991. And that course, it was a personal development course, which is why I love this work now today. And at the end of that, it was a six-month program, I felt empowered to do anything. I mean, I've had that message from my parents anyway, you can do anything, you can be anyone. But at the end of this course, I thought, okay, I'm going to... I'd seen the concept of organic supermarkets in America, and I thought I'm going to take this concept to the UK. Now, if you'd asked me when I was a kid if I wanted to be a retailer, (laughs) no... But I saw the organic supermarket chain as a vehicle yeah. with which, through which to promote health in the community. And yeah. that was my mission. My mission was to do things differently. When I was 19 and I read that book, I also started to really question convention mm-hmm. and look at things that didn't quite make sense to me. Like, why would 
we grow our food with chemicals that poison our soil, our water, ourselves, our animals, you know, everything in the world when it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's necessary and I've done a ton of research on this. It doesn't make sense, mm -hmm. whereas organic farming makes sense. So I started to question things in the world and think, if that doesn't make sense, how do we do it differently? How do we do it better? And better always means differently. Yeah. And Planet Organic was the example of that, doing things differently, doing things better. So we opened in 95 a 5,000 square foot organic supermarket that had the better version of everything that the supermarkets were selling. And in addition to that, we had the juice bar, health and body care, so we were offering supplements that were the best quality skin care because mm -hmm. it doesn't stop at what you put in your mouth, mm -hmm. you absorb what you put on your skin. So a whole service, full service supermarket where you could buy everything better. Mm -hmm. And as an American, you know, we, there are lots of negatives about Americans, but the, the good thing about us is that we dream big and we think we can mm -hmm. achieve things. And my big goal was to change food retailing in the UK. And I thought if you're going to do that, you have to start with community and women feeding their children and mothers. And pregnancy is a point where a lot of women will shift into better eating or decide to do better for their children. Yeah. And the other point along the journey for me was when I was pregnant. So I, eating well is a journey. It takes a long time. You know, and I used to eat well home-cooked food, but nowhere near how I eat now. Mm -hmm. I eat better than anyone I know. But it's taken time, yeah. and you can't do it all in one go. You know, why? And that will add stress onto people. So I always say, look, little steps. Make one change. Do it for a month. Embed it. Then pick something else that interests you and do that. And that's what my latest book talks people through. Right. Because often women will say, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, read the book, and then go into complete paralysis and overwhelm. And that is so not the point of anything I do. It's all about support. So the book is called What to Eat and How to Eat It, mm -hmm. if you don't mind me plugging that. Go for it. But the other point I was saying where I really changed was when I was pregnant and I read a book that said, make every mouthful count. Mm-hmm. And I adopted that for pregnancy. And then when I wasn't pregnant, I thought, well, why shouldn't it always count? Yeah. Because your body is all you have to see you through life and into older age and old age. And wellness, and this is a real tenet of planet, isn't just about absence of disease. Mm -hmm. It's about feeling not, I'm, I'm well because I'm not sick. I'm well because I have vitality. I feel fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have the energy to do everything I want to do in life so that when I'm on my deathbed, which is always my marker, and looking back, I have no regret. Yeah. And I've really lived a full and exuberant life. Yeah. And how many people around you do you know who are just exhausted yeah. and tired? Mm -hmm. And health is that foundation to create that energy and well-being which is, that was my mission. And that's what still excites me today. Yeah, how do you think the pressures on women around wellness have changed since starting Planet Organic? I think women have so much to do. You know, the emancipation of women when we're able to go to work is great, but it also means we're doing more. We're not, not taking care of the house and the children. We're doing everything. And even if we have people helping us, mm. nannies, cleaners, we're still managing them and making sure everything's running. So I think women are under a lot of pressure. The flip side of that is we don't often or always take care of ourselves. So you hear this message now. You mm. do didn't really hear this 20, 25 years ago, to take care of yourself. 
And it seems like common sense, mm. but I know a lot of women, a lot of the women we're mentoring find it very hard to take care of themselves because they feel they should be taking care of everyone else. Yeah. And if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot look after anyone, your business, your family, your children, your husband, whoever you care for, your yeah. parents, because as you said, we're the sandwich generation looking care of the younger ones and the older ones. Yeah. There's two thoughts around that that I like. If you, first of all, it's the message on the airplane. You know, when the, the stewardess does not say, put the oxygen mask on the old lady next to you. She says, put it on yourself first. It is life's biggest lesson. Take care of yourself and then you can look after others. But it's also this idea that you're not, it's not selfish and it's essential. It's, it's the foundation. And there's a saying I love, which is your health affects everything you do and everyone you know. And that is so true in Mm. this instance. And women need to take that time without feeling guilty. So that's one part of it. And the other part of it is a lot of the women I work with need support around Mm self-esteem. And I don't find that generally to be a male problem, Mm -hmm. but I generally see it as a female problem. And they need encouragement and support. And I love that work because it's really holding women in a way that enables them to feel they can take the time to look after themselves, to learn the things they need to learn to be a powerful force in the world. Yeah, yeah, and make a real difference. Yeah. I mean, it's, this sort of nicely leads me on to my next question, actually. You know, how, how, what was the journey between Planet Organic and Beluga Bean? So when I started having... Ch- so I started Planet 95. I started having children in 2002. With the first one, I was, you know, in there with my baby. She'd sit on the table at board meetings, and I'd breastfeed her in the office, and... That was great, and then, but when she was three, I had a second child, and then it becomes completely impossible. <laughs> so chaos, yeah, absolute <laughs> chaos. So I started to slightly step away from the business as I had to, and then by the time I had my third, I realized, and I felt a bit stupid that I hadn't seen this coming, but that I couldn't actually raise three children and run the business both brilliantly, and I made the choice to step away from Planet at that time to be a mom, Mm -hmm. which was an enormous change for me. And it was like ripping my arm off without anesthesia, but I I did the right thing. And to that end, we went to Italy for a few years. Wow. Okay. Stepped out of the, stepped off the gerbil wheel, really. And when you, it's terrifying to do that, but when you do, you think, oh my gosh, what was I doing? You know, it was so crazy. And we went into this very blissful paradise in Tuscany. And then we came back to England so we could educate the children in English because they were in Italian schools. And I thought, okay, what now? You know, I'm still involved with Planet. I'm, I'm an employee and a shareholder and a director, but very part-time. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. I have this urge to contribute. But also, when I was in Italy and a full, you know, stay-at-home mom, I was writing, a, I wrote a second book and, you know, I was busy. But that was fine there. When I came back to England, I thought, hmm bit lonely, bit boring being at home. And if I don't, if I'm not in the world Mm. and have a balance of that, I go into resentment, which a lot of women do. You're not necessarily willing to talk about it. It's not a good place to be. So I thought, okay, I need to create work for myself. So I thought I'll just do what I love and see what develops. So I was teaching baking in my kitchen. I was doing, I do inspirational speaking in London and those things started to evolve. So now i teach healthy baking at a college in London. I do um, about 30 to 40 speaking events in London. And from the speaking events, I started to get millennials and older women coming to me and saying, will you mentor me? 
And I thought, wow, what does that look like? <laughs> so, so it, you know, when the universe is knocking and saying, will you do this? Even if it's a little uncomfortable, I think you have to go for it. So I started mentoring a few years ago and loved, loved the work. Saw it really as then well-being for me, which had started in Planet as really strictly physical well-being and mm -hmm. health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Well-being started to then go into all the other areas. And I had, as a woman, obviously gone through that. It was well-being around food, but then it's spiritual, emotional, financial, physical, psychological. It's all of those areas of well-being, of which there are about seven I like to really keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to wrap that up in an academy. And part of the segue for me as well was when we left Italy, I had moms from, in Italian moms from there saying, you know, my daughter wants to learn English. Can you take her for four to six weeks or something? So I would do that. And I love that. And I believe that mothering other women's children is very important, that they have other mm -hmm. women they can go to, which isn't a part of village life necessarily anymore. It used to be with stronger communities. But these women, these girls who were around 16, 17, 18 as well, were really coming into adulthood and liked being able to ask me as another woman about relationships, communication, their life's journey. And I found I was sort of mothering these girls in a very different way mm -hmm. and having these conversations around the table. You know, they were learning English, but I was teaching them to cook and bake and talking about relationships and communication and all of these areas and saying, you know, start saving for a pension when you get your first job, financial, all of those things. And then that's when this idea of an academy started bubbling for me. Mm. And it was really for girls. But now I see that girls and older women, we all still have a lot of the same things going on. Yeah. And it's about support and community and learning from other women. And this academy, I also, you know, I'm pulling in other, we're pulling in other women to be teaching because that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my next question was to ask you how wellness fits into the journey, but it sounds like it's kind of fundamental, <laughs> it's, isn't it? It's the, it's yeah. the bedrock. It is the bedrock. It's all about well-being so that and wellness so that you're living a full and fulfilled life yeah yeah so what do you think the common challenges that that, that you see that women face today like what's what what's the fund of you've talked about um self-esteem you know how do, how do those things show up at beluga bean and how do you support them in launch we meet a lot of women with incredible ideas for business or a product or a service a lot of those women don't think they can do it. Mm. You know, they, they have, they're completely able, but there's this lack of confidence or a slight lack of self-esteem or, well, I don't know how to do this. Or whereas I know a lot of men who will just have a go, you know, I'm just going to do it. It'll be fine. And the women want ev all the ducks in a row and they do things really well. And interestingly, if you look at the research, women are much more likely to pay back business loans and to pay them back on time. The men, women are brilliant entrepreneurs and, and business people. But there's that, and I don't know if it's um, hormonal or just female, but there's often a, a wanting reassurance. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also societal. You know, we've been treated in a certain way for centuries, and yeah. that does have to have some kind of impact. And I'm not one to sit around and say, oh, poor me. So it's get out there and say, okay, how do we push the boundaries? How do we empower women to move forward? So that self-esteem is one thing, but it's also 
balance, needing balance between, you know, they, women, some of these women will get so into what they're doing that they forget that they need to be going to the gym or doing yoga and eating well and, you know, taking care of themselves in mm. that way again. And, and also the big, the big one I'm seeing with a couple of groups we're working with now is, as I said earlier, that, that idea of when I get to here, when I get to that point or when the business launches or when I've hit, you know, a million pounds in sales, then it'll be okay. But it really isn't about that. You're not chasing a point mm. or a goal. It's look, create your life so that you're enjoying every minute of it now, because now is all you have. It's yeah. living in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think um, women see wellness as a as something that's interconnected. I mean, you talked about it earlier that it's not just about the physical and about what you eat. It's about the, the mental and arguably the spiritual as well. Do mm. you, how much do you think we get that as women? I don't know. I think in the past it wasn't very well understood. I think there's a lot more consciousness bubbling up now, but it depends who you speak to. Yeah. I tend to, you know, because of Planet, I think I attract women who are on that more alternative journey. Mm-hmm. And they have a greater awareness. But if you go into a corporate setting and you're talking about spirituality or meditation or, yes, you know, there are apps and everything now. It's a whole different world. Mm. But I think looking at well-being as that web of everything is not where it could be. Yeah. Which is why the work I'm doing at Beluga Bean I love because I'm always pioneering and leading and teaching and trying to reach out to women to raise awareness because this is so important. And how much do you think that um, women's attitude to wellness sort of hinders them from reaching their goals? Do you think it's a factor? I think it does because it, if you're not taking care of yourself and looking at wellness, you often go into stress mm-hmm. and overwhelm and illness. You know, if you're not stress leads to sickness for so many different reasons and you're just hindered in being able what you to do or also um feeling low you know feeling down people don't like to say i'm depressed but there are times when you think oh my god i feel so depressed or so Mm. flattened by just the enormity of what i have to deal with every day or every month so it that will hold you back so if you're taking care of yourself and looking at well-being in all of its areas Mm you know, you're really enabled to go out and do what you want to do. And then just to wrap up, really, what, what do you think the future of wellness is? I always get the crystal ball question. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. What would you like to see happen? Though? Well, I like, I really like to see, when you said that, the first thing that came into my mind is groups of women. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what it is about. And I don't necessarily know what form that takes mm all the time but I hear it more and more as well you know I hear this woman's got a group of women meeting and it's you know meeting for supper once a month or this one's doing yoga brunches so they meet for yoga and then Mm -hmm. they sit and eat together and it's creating ways for women to connect and stop Mm -hmm. and take time to talk and share and listen and be inspired and I think that is happening more and more women are starting to form groups which I think is probably what it's all about yeah in many different from many different subjects and topics and guises and reasons and I hear that more and more now which I think is beautiful yeah I think that's really interesting actually because I think from a wellness perspective you know it's how we learn isn't it it's how we communicate it's how we Mm. join the dots and it's not always the logical you know 
all about food or all about meditation. Yeah. It's about taking all the pieces and finding the right recipe for yourself, yes. isn't it? It's a puzzle. It's a jigsaw puzzle, which is an image I love. Yeah, absolutely. Renee, thank you so much for your time. It's been brilliant. Thank you.